Hey there, I'm Susan. And I'm Jessica. Welcome to the Eavesdrop on Us podcast, where we have real conversations about what it's like to be in business these days. Pull up a chair and welcome to the show. Hey, Susan. Hey, girly. How are you? Oh, it's good to see you as always. You know. Um, so before we dig in, I was actually curious. We've, the, between the two of us, have purchased a few gadgets recently just like for fun. So I'm just curious, like, what is, what are you loving these days? As a new purchase? Yeah. Budget? Oh, golly, auctions. Okay, so I, I have to admit, at first I was like, what is she doing? What are you doing? But then you had such a compelling reason for why you were getting into it. I miss the negotiating and the winning. And I just love all of the jockeying and the and the strategy and the tactics. And I, I just love it. I absolutely love it. It's And it's so divergent of everything I do. I mean, truly, it is, but it isn't. But the reason why I love it is because it reminds me of older, earlier days, you know? Yeah. But it's been fun. And plus, I get to see all the things that reminded me of childhood and, you know, my teenage years. And it's like, ooh, there it is. I can get it. When then I couldn't. So um, that's been joyful. You know, I know I'll get, I love getting the text from you where you're like, I, I got it. I got like, you were celebrating one day and I was like, wait, do we close a client? And you were like, no, I won my auction. Well, yeah, I won. Okay. So here it is like, all right, folks, I'm going to let you in on this. I won a Tiffany clock that retails for 5,000 on, you know, what is it? eBay mm-hmm. is about 2000 and they sell at that price. Cut it for a hundred bucks. I mean, that's a, that's something to celebrate oh, wow. for sure. <laughs> now, mind you, if you asked me to go to Marshalls, I will break out in hives or TJ Maxx or any of mm-hmm. those discounted stores with brand names. I will absolutely break out in hives and get overwhelmed and shut down. I won't, I cannot do it. Put me in an in, in auction and they're all online. And I'm, you know, just investigating, do I want this? Is this the right year? Is it the brand? Is it legit? Do I, you know, jump in now? Do I jump in later? There's just a lot of fun jockeying around it. And I just am having a blast with it. I love it. I love it. Mine is so boring (laughs) compared to that. Like, I am obsessed with my rice cooker. Like that is what I'm obsessed with, which which you actually got for me as a gift. Is that so funny? Like the things we get excited. What? I was in the same position when I got it for myself. I was like, what in the heck have I been doing for the past 25 years? Almost actually daddy and I have been married. What? 30. Don't say it because it's going to remind me how old I am. (laughs) Like years or so. Right. And here I'm thinking, good golly, what in the, I missed the bus on this one. Mm-hmm. And so I had to share it with you because I know you enjoy it. And I was like, no. Yes, because I refuse to buy the bags of like the microwavable rice. What I just don't like the taste. And um, I think there's just better ways to make rice. And so I was literally washing it and then cook it and playing with that like Oh, the heat's too high. Oh, it's like flow. It's like overflowing, right? Because of the starch. So now 
I'm obsessed with this thing. I probably use it like three times a week. Yep. I love it. I love it. So that's, um, I, I don't know what that says about me. Uh, we could probably psychoanalyze that because it's like, what, why did you spend like two years washing rice and canned cooking it when you knew you could just get a rice cooker? I don't know. And two, that being the highlight of my, <laughs> of my month is having this new rice cooker. Well, I'm a simple know, person. Well, it does enhance our lifestyle, doesn't it? it mm -hmm. adds, and honestly, the auction items, I'm, I'm working on convincing your dad that it does enhance our living environment. <laughs> I'm sure dad's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it, actually, he's been amazingly supportive. He's like, oh, that's nice, honey. And, you know, he's been right there with me. And by the way, he was taking a look at talk about a blast from the past. He was looking at Lionel trains yeah. and the big one. Oh, now you got him into it. Yeah. Well, he's looking and he, he won't do it. He won't do it. No, uh, you know, what's going to happen. I feel like I'm going to come over one day and like my old bedroom is going to be converted into like the train yes, room. Yes. <laughs> it could be, but you know, all I'd like to say is, you know, I, it really is going back to our earlier commitment to each other to find fun. Mm -hmm. You know, we we work really, really hard and, you know, we are out there, we're committed to a lot of things on behalf of a lot of people and it was becoming heavy and, and harder. And when you and I had said, wait a second, we, we forgot the fun part and I've been having fun now. But now, mind you, um, you know, just for fairness about this whole auction thing, because I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. That whole auction thing, I had to go in with a budget, meaning I had a spending plan. I'm not blowing money through the, because ooh, could you ever, I mean, you could really go cuckoo. And I didn't do that. I was really looking for, I mean, come on, I spent a hundred dollars for a clock that is beautiful, adds value and is a quality investment. And if I had to, you know, flip it, upcycle it, I could and do it at a decent profit, not a killing, but a decent profit. So I saw the upside to it. And dad was very supportive of that. But I put myself on a spending plan. So I, your fun is auction, you know, doing these auctions. My fun is cooking rice. I swear I'm actually much more entertaining than that. <laughs> But you were a person who really didn't see or receive a lot of fun in the act of cooking. Well, I think for without going down, like that could be a whole a whole saga. But no, in all honesty, I think you've turned that and you've found the fun of it. I had to. That's what I was, was what I was trying to say was food caused me to not feel good for so many years that I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the experience of eating or it would just make me really anxious. And so once I sorted out like what to remove and what, what, is, what works with my body now it's fun. And now I think actually probably for the first time as an adult, yeah. I'm really in a space where I enjoy cooking and I enjoy eating. Cause I'm like, this is just you know, tastes good. And I feel good. You turned the corner when, Hey, can I share with you this amazing thing I cooked for the family last I know, night? Which you never thought would ever come out of my mouth ever. Like, hey, do you want to hear what I made for dinner? It wasn't Cheerios. <laughs> I was so overjoyed. I really was because that to me was 
all right, you found something you didn't necessarily want to embrace. Mm-hmm. You chose to embrace it. And then you found the joy in embracing it. And I think there's so much to be said about that in is small business, right? There are things that we have to do in our small businesses that. And there it is, the connection back to why we're here, right? <laughs> okay, so let's get into this week's topic. So Susan, normally I am the one who's kind of, you know, I'll, I'll bring ideas to the table. Or I'm like, oh, I, I think this would be really fun to talk about. And I'm usually proposing the ideas and topics, but this time you have a topic. I have no idea what we're walking into. So I'm going to pass it over to you. What are we unpacking today? You know, the myth and the truth or, oh, let me think how I'm going to see. You're so good at questions. I, so give me a moment. Yeah. Fact, well, don't phrase that as a question. You could just phrase that as like a statement. No, I want to do it as a question if I met. Okay. So thank you for that though. But I really want to stick with it. Fact or fiction. Cloning yourself in business is easy to do. Oh, is that, is it my turn to answer? Yes. I mean, my gut, like if I don't overthink it, is going to say fiction, that it is easy to clone oneself. But you know me, I have so many follow-up questions. I'm like, okay, so what do you mean by cloning yourself in the context of what? Like, are you trying to scale this or what are you trying to do? So you know me, I have so many, I just have follow-up questions. So let me, let me set the table as we'd like to say. Mm -hmm. one of the things that I think is really interesting in small business is that, you know, once you quote unquote, you get to a certain stage, others will start doing what you do. And when that nexus is met, when that point comes about for a small business, they've been around for a while and they can bring on another person, you would think in almost all instances, I'm asking them to go out in the back and eat some grass because they look at you, number one, of, I cannot slow down and get this person to do what I do. Well, you just said you want to clone this. You're, you want to off that you, you don't want this on your agenda. You want somebody else to do it. But yeah, but now I got to slow down and teach them how I do it. And it's like, well, no, not really. It's one through five steps and maybe a little in between, but you know, if, if we're doing our due diligence and we're bringing the right person on, Ooh, wait a second. How do you find the right person to bring on? Here it comes. So cloning yourself is not as easy as entrepreneurs love to set. Oh, so I was right. Okay. So I was right. I was right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's very difficult. Yes. I did not think that it, it would be as easy because I think we've heard in so many instances that it is one of those things where it's like, oh, just bring someone on, find someone to, oh, the dog made her. Can you hear the dog? <laughs> she made, <laughs> then there's my husband at the back. Hey, I'm on a podcast right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Can you take them down? Yeah. <laughs> what happens in real time, people? <laughs> no, I love it. And I think the cat's going to make an appearance at some point. Okay. So I, I do think that my gut was right because I think we've heard so many people say to us, you know, I, I want to, I want to grow this. I want to bring someone on. Um, I guess would you, cause you're in the trenches with so many of those entrepreneurs who are really in the space of bringing on team and trying to figure out the whole team thing. Why do you think, I suppose, oh. well, 
Stay but, with that question. Stay with that question because that's the million dollar question right there. Why do you think there's such a disconnect between like, I want to grow this and I want to clone myself and I want to bring on a team member and the the lack of willingness to put in the effort to do that? There's the, there's the feast and famine right there. Mm -hmm. okay. Right? So I want it, but please don't make me do it. I, I require it but I don't want to have to pay the toll for it. Yeah. So, so, so let, that's what I want to, you know me, I'm like, okay, but we, why, why is that happening? Why is there that disconnect? They don't trust themselves. And a lot of times what happens is they, they think what they've done is dumb luck. Mm. That, oh, look at me. Shh, don't tell anybody. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm faking it till I make it. And they don't give themselves the well-earned credit. And here's, here's another story side to that coin, really. Um, they also get told by the marketplace, you don't know what you're doing. You, you, you really need to learn more with me. Let me teach you how to do it better. I'm not, I don't believe in that. I never have, never will. I think it's amazingly courageous for anybody to start a business. I do. I think it is an act of courage. I think it's bravery in full display. That said, mm -hmm. the individual is receiving so many negative inputs in the sense of, wow, really, do you know what you're doing? How about I show you, teach you, and educate you on how to do it better, faster, leaner, more efficiently. So and there's there's essentially a, a lack of trust and belief in themselves. How, so how does that show up when it comes to bringing on team? I know I need to hire. But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to put out an ad for an employee to come in. But can I really afford to pay them? Shoot. Mm. How do I figure that out? Uh, who, who would tell me that? How could I? See, it come, one question develops another ripple of 10, 15, 20 questions. I also think there's something which I didn't... I didn't experience until I became an entrepreneur, which is the like success and next level growth is actually very scary. And some people yes. aren't like, it's, I think there's that. You're making my point is because okay. they don't know what they don't know. So unlike when they first started a business, what happens is you're willing because it's like, I'm all in, I don't care. I'll just ask anybody. I, I, I'm gonna ask, ask, ask until I'm told hell no, drop dead. And we learn when we're first, and I'm speaking to startups, obviously. And yes, franchisees, not franchisors, because you could say that, but I'm talking to the fairly newbies that really struggle with this. You know, I think it's a personal journey that they have to go on where they have to remind themselves and they have to have somebody in their corner to remind themselves and hold the mirror up by saying, actually, you do know what the heck you're doing. You're pretty dang smart. Now let's get... Let's get bit down to business and figure out what you need. And the question is, okay, you know what that is? They need team. Now, team doesn't always mean a team that you hire. It could simply be your personal advisory team, your go-tos, your rider dies, your speed dial pals. And you know what? In small business, it's always the what I call the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. Go ahead. You know what it is. You have to have your financial person. That could be a bookkeeper, CPA, accountant, EA, CFP, CP, whatever. 
but it's a person that really understands your holistic numbers. Second person, your small business attorney, not the attorney that does it on a part-time basis or a, um, oh yeah, I could get some extra business by doing a little small business advising or legal counseling. Um, I'm talking somebody that's all in for small business. That should mm -hmm. be a dial. And a banker, because a banker is going to be able to help you understand how to use and leverage other people's money. The, I'm talking loans, lines of credit, business credit cards. Um, that takes education questions and qualifies. So, so for someone listening, I'm, I just want to jump in, Susan. Someone listening, yeah. before we get too far into that, how is that cloning oneself with those individuals? Because you're going to learn to ask and delegate. Ooh. Mm, there it is. When you can be really sharp and proficient with asking questions and delegating to team members, you're ready to hire. Mm -hmm. You're ready to hire because you can see, oh, it works. Okay, I actually know how to do this. I can do this. So that hire comes a little bit easier. And you can even say, you know what, do I need to? Well, I can call my CPA or my accountant or my bookkeeper and ask them to run the numbers. Well, okay, advise me, go look into it, advise me, and I'll make an informed decision at that point. Oh, there you go. Ask and consent. There you go. You're you're delegating, you're you're getting information, ask and advise. Um, all those things go into cloning. So why does that go into cloning? It's really basic. I cannot tell you what I'm doing until I fully understand what the hell I'm doing. So for me to delegate and ask questions, I need to understand what I'm doing. Well, I think the, the behavior I see so often is the, why can't you just figure out what I want and read my mind and do it for me and, <sighs> all, a, and also do it really well. It, then it turns into that person's business, not yours. But, but I, I suppose from your perspective, right? Cause you're in the weeds with so many people who are bringing on team and, and yeah. working on, you know, creating more efficiencies with their team. Why do you think there is that energy of like, just read my mind, figure out what I want, do it for me, like figure it out. That's because they're overwhelmed, shut down and stressed out. And they're past, they're getting past the point of no return. Mm -hmm. And if you find yourself in that situation, that's really the time where you should be asking a heck more questions. Do you also think it's too, um, you know, just the, in that vein of when they're bringing someone on, it's usually in the small business instance, like we needed this solved, or this is a bottleneck, or this is something we need fixed. You know, we need someone to step in and take this on because we, it's been put off to the side. It's been neglected. It's not working. And so the expectation is someone's going to come in and the relief of having someone come on and the romanticizing of like, it's gonna take care of itself in like a week or two, right? I think that's yeah. sort of, I think the approach people have. Well, you brought up a couple of really interesting points. Mm -hmm. right? I think the first question is, do they need to um, effectively, can I outsource this? Do I need to hire someone for it? You know, um, that's the first question. Right. So very many professional services go with a virtual assistant or a remote executive assistant. Mm -hmm. um, usually in uh, the trades, it'll be 
a subcontractor they'll bring in under their shingle or their license and they'll do additional work till they can get somebody placed and hired into that position. Um, you know, so I think that's the first rung of that particular ladder. Mm -hmm. Could I just hire this out? Then the question becomes, well, actually, you know what? By hiring someone, I've created capacity and this created more opportunity for business. I can grow my business a little more. Okay, wait a second. What if I hired somebody that was doing this more often and more specifically just for me? So now we're in the next. And now I can delegate versus delegating the task. I can delegate what the overall business goals are. But that's also what you're saying is, is that can, if you're, if you're not thought, putting thought and intention behind it, that's where it gets difficult. And that's why cloning, that's why cloning oneself can be challenging if you don't have clarity around those pieces. Yeah. If you don't forget it, it's, it's darn near impossible, Jess. And you know, the reality of the situation is too, a lot of consultants and inexperienced coaches will come in and it's really what they want to see in that person's business, not the person with, you know, that owns the business, the visionary of that business's outcome, design mm -hmm. outcome. It's usually a path of least resistance because they're in a triage situation. But honestly, I've always advocated, it needs to be from that business owner's perspective. So we go back to the beginning, but not laboriously. We just take a quick visit as to, why did you start it? What was the whole impetus? Why are you here now? You know, so we try to bridge that gap there from mm -hmm. year one to the present. And effectively what you're trying to figure out is, okay, what did you tolerate? What did you give up in the lack of decisioning and delegating you? Cause you kept taking it on because you had no one to delegate to, or you had no clone. So now we know you need that. So let's go back to, okay, let's create that position so you can get back into the mojo of it and have fun again and fall back. And I think it's one of those too. I think that so often we see people just get the deer in headlights, like freeze yeah. when we talk to them about bringing on team. Cause they're, they, I think they think immediately of like the traditional roles, I guess they think role first, which I don't think that that's not necessarily the problem, but I think you're inviting creativity in the sense of instead of trying to find someone and pigeonhole them into like the business. And then it's like, well, actually the business needed this, but we have this person who does that. You're saying put out that strategic thinking together, that creative thinking around like, what do I not want on my plate anymore? And give yourself permission yes. to be okay with that. A hundred percent. And trust me when I say they're more than okay with it, they're desperately happy that that's been realized because effectively they're in a manager's position doing well I'm, I'm speaking more to the person who's like struggles with delegation it's hard to let things go they love you know kind of checking on things and making sure everything is good like that person i think would be have probably a little bit more difficulty with it well there's a conundrum yeah that particular archetype does they have a very difficult time with it because you know why they bought into work hard, play hard, get paid well, right? That, that person who works harder gets paid more. And it's an old false paradigm. No, it actually is the exact opposite. 
it's the person who understands the dynamic of delegating, communicating effectively, inspiring, creating, that person is ready to scale and grow like crazy Mm -hmm. in a great way. The person that has a hard time letting go is because they, they really internalized the identity of the business into who they are. And that takes a little more work. That takes a little more where, um, as I like to share with one of my clients that I had fun with on this, you have to create some sunlight between yourself and your business. In other words, imagine for a moment, I came in and I gave you a blank check. Put in whatever number you want for this said business. What would that number be? And if you find yourself hesitating in one second, you don't have enough sunlight between yourself and your business. And when we went through that exercise together, um, our client was over the moon like, holy cow, there it is. I, I, I forgot me. I became, my identity became the business. So why would I give up things? Because it's me. And it's, no, it's a business. It's not you. You are not, you're, you're an expression of in the business, but you are not the business. I think what's always so fun about these conversations and the questions that just come up with clients and other business owners and, you know, it's that, why is it so difficult to hire a team and to clone yourself and to do all those things? And I think as we've, as we've talked about, there, there isn't necessarily a simple answer because it's, Mm -hmm. it's so varies based on the person and their business and their story about themselves and their connection to the business. And it's so much more than just finding the right person, isn't it? Unfortunately, yes. (laughs) Unfortunately, Fortunately, it is, is because I even had a conversation earlier this day with a client uh, looking to bring in an office manager Mm -hmm. and we were putting together a, you know, an ad for Indeed. And it was like, no, you need to get more in in narrow. I mean, we need to go for the sun, hoping not to get burned, but a hell of a suntan. Right. So. We have a margin there that we're creating. We're going for the ideal, knowing that we're going to get a wonderful human being. So, and the people reading these advertisements understand that too. You know, we all have been in a position looking for a job and we know, wow, you basically want a Barbie or Ken, you know, the perfect, but here I am. I think I can do well for you. And I said, let's create a margin there where, you know, our mere mortal could apply for this job. And, um, but there were very specific requirements. And I said, there's nothing said in the ad yet about that. So let's go ahead and put that in there. Now we can have a productive roll call as to, okay, we can do some interviews. We can do some, you know, weeding out who is, who isn't. But the whole act for this business owner has been a big deal because they're reshuffling now what they arrived with. They had a a couple of positions, but they were just in time. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, you know what? We'll bring them on. They'll keep us afloat. See? Hello. That's not cloning you. That's just putting a patch on a tire with an 
hole in Ooh, it. Oh, see, I think that, see, that's the stuff that interests me. It's like, you know, the, the kind of reactive thinking it's like, Oh, I cloned myself. It's like, we've just mm -hmm. like, there's that funny meme where it's like, they take that tape and put it on a leaking, like, um, is it? like fish tank. Oh my God. Why can't I think of the name of the thing? Now I've ruined it. No, what is it? No, it's like they take the tape and put it on this like fish tank that's leaking and it's like it's only a band-aid over the situation, but the situation hasn't gotten better at all. <laughs> Cracks in the <laughs> Yeah. Well, again, you know, why it was just in time higher. And when you're growing, you're here and you welcome them in at this level, but you're still growing. So what was good there is certainly not gonna be ideal here. And hence you got a clone. Now, you know, here's the thing too. When we start a business, um, we are the visionary, uh, the implementer and all things in between. But at some point you really do start assuming the integrator's position. And this is really a la what? Traction, uh, Gino Wickman. Um, but this is not what it, he promotes promotes because what he promotes is really for small to medium sized enterprises, which is great, right? But for micro small businesses, those businesses that are 8 million or less, eh, not so much. You know, you have to kind of cherry pick what you can use and what you can't use. Um, in this instance, so you're, you're the, you're in the integrator, you're the heavy manager, you're making everything happen. At some point, you got to get back into that visionary position or your business is going to stall. So you've got to clone yourself in that manager position because otherwise it will fail, you know, or certainly go flat for a long while. Can I ask you this, Susan, right? Because we've talked, we've, we've unpacked a lot with this. And so I, 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 I'm looking for, if you could bottom line, like two pieces of advice you would give to someone who's in that space of, I need to clone myself. I need to bring somebody on. Like, what would those two pieces of, of advice be? I need to bring someone on. The question is, um, is it a money generating activity or not? I would never recommend a person delegate that out first because everybody wants to not do sales. So they always think, oh, I'll just hire a salesperson or a sales manager. Nope, sorry, you're it. Uh, so that would be one. I, it, so let me really get into it. How would they go about doing it? Just two pieces of advice, two things for them to think about or consider as they, before they make a quick decision to hire somebody. Number one, is it a money generating activity or is it one that you cannot delegate out to a subcontractor reasonably? I mean, there are some things you can and some things you just can't, you know, delegate out to a subcontractor. Um, or if you need somebody with, when you need them, how you need them, as long as you need them, well, that's an employee. You know, we have to be careful even more so today than in the past because they've come out with new regulations on how you can hire a 1099 or a subcontractor. So, you know, that comes with some pitfalls, so be careful. But in this instance, how do you clone yourself? Write down what the heck you do. Ask yourself, what is absolutely critically you, you? Mm -hmm. You, quintessentially, uniquely, brilliantly you. Sorry, that's you. I can't find anyone else but you. Everything else is replaceable. Everything, everything. So once we can separate out 
as to what is it you bring and brilliantly bring to the table. Let's stay there with you. That's what really created the whole dream and experience. You can't delegate and clone that out. Everything else can. All right. Well, I think I think we've given a little bit of a sigh of relief in some instances, in some capacity for people who want to bring on their team and clone, but also just reminded people that, you know, it is something that you want to, that the principle of hire, slow, fire, fast is definitely like, I think we touched on that emphatically in this episode. So Susan, thanks so much. This has been fun. This has been one of those where um, I've enjoyed a topic that I was not fully prepared to talk about. Good. I'm glad. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. All right. So thanks so much, Susan. And thank you as always for a really great conversation. That was fun. All right. I'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to IWantToCollaborate.com. I'm Jessica. And I'm Susan. See you next time.